Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What is good, TFX fans? We are live on the TFA Dino Show. Tom rocking with you as always. But you guys will notice we are not just switching it up going live, but we have a couple of guests with us as well. Uh, we wanted to reach out to the 14 personnel crew who have been rocking it. Uh, really doing a lot of good stuff that I've been uh, keeping track of um, on their YouTube as well as uh, their pod. And we've got Marco and Justin. Um, guys, we are pumped up to talk some crystal ball with you. Uh, how are you guys? How are you guys doing? Good, man. I, I, it's it's exciting to be able to be on with you guys. I know we haven't been able to connect too much outside of, you know, a few chats. So this is cool to be able to finally jump on with you. Um, Justin, I mean, you, you're always kind of upset about something, right? Yeah, no, I'm pissed. I'm here. No, this is great. Uh, this is going to be a ton of fun. I am. I'm extremely. I'm very much looking forward to this. We don't get to do a lot of dynasty talk, especially like come August. So this is a this is a nice switch up. I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. Um, for for those who don't know, Crystal Ball was kind of born from from Cody and Tom. Um, it, it's basically looking forward one year from from today and, and looking at what these dynasty ADPs are going to be uh, in August of 2022. Because as we know, how do you set yourself up for success in dynasty? You kind of project forward. Who's going to be the rising? Who's going to be falling off? Who do you need to move? Because uh, that's the beauty of, of dynasty. You're always trading. You're always making moves. So, uh, Tom, are you are you uh, ready to get into this? Oh yeah, I'm ready to get into this. Do we have, do we have a question of the week, Robbie? Oh, we always got a question of the week, and and for this week we've got uh, home league drafts, guys. It's, it's oh. draft season. We're getting pumped up to to go home. At least I I am uh, for sure um, to go home and basically just draft with with all the buddies. I don't know if you guys do them live or maybe this year you're doing them uh, you know online. But um, I'm curious what you guys do for your live drafts because I feel like I've always heard crazy stories of what they have to do to the loser and, and if you guys do stuff beforehand. So, so Marco, what are you guys doing uh, for maybe your 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 home league? draft yeah so so this year we're a little bit tamer obviously with all the covid stuff so uh we are uh we're just going to a a bar that's like right down the street we have a a room that we draft in but we've got some high hopes for next season we got a buddy who works uh with the panthers and we're hoping hoping that we might be able to get like a a suite in the stadium to draft next season so fingers crossed on that yeah, no, that sounds absolutely fantastic. Uh, Justin, what do you got? So that league I used to be in dropped out of it, but I got another home league, and it's just it's all high school buddies, so it is just getting together. I mean, we're all 25 now, 25, 26, so it's been a minute since we've all been in the same city. We all come in together to spend a weekend. It's drinking, hanging out, just screwing with whoever sucked last year. I mean, it's the <laughs> stereotypical fantasy football draft weekend. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Tom, what about yourself? 
Uh, as everyone knows, I'm an Eagles fan, unfortunately, right now. Uh, so every single year we go over to the link, Lincoln Financial Field, and we draft in a suite. Um, so that is on the 24th. I play in a league with the head chef for the Eagles and the controller over Lincoln Financial and some other guys. So just dropping some names and whatnot. Yeah, so just we, casual. We get a... <laughs> We get some pretty good treatment over there. Uh, the food is pretty good. Uh, I'll say that. He brings up some special stuff for us. Um, and, yeah, we just draft and have a good time. And that's it, man. Man, he uh, I think he tried to outshine you guys there. You guys are like, yeah, we do the normal, casual, just yeah. draft, get together, have some beers. And he's like, yeah, yeah, beers are cool. I wasn't You draft wasn't in trying. the stadium. You know? I wasn't trying. I just do He's it. like, you peasants. It just comes it. natural. Right. I'm sorry. I also <laughs> sat next to Mike Trout a bunch of different times in the Tunnel Club. What now? I, I don't know. All right, all right. Should we talk about the Super Bowl ring that I got? We got to make sure your head still fits in that little uh, square of yours by the end of this episode. <laughs> it's fine. It's getting getting bigger. Yeah, uh, I'm really uh, excited. So I did one two weeks ago. We had to go earlier just because I'm in the age where everyone's like in weddings, right? Like we're all in somebody's wedding like every single week. And so it didn't work out to do it later in, in August. And, and so we had to go uh, two weeks ago. Oh, wow. And we all got together. Yeah, it's super early, right? That's, it, it was that's right intense. after the Cam Akers. Like, not right after, but close after Cam Akers. Michael Thomas, is, the news just broke. And so – like everyone's just sitting on edge, like, oh gosh, like nobody, because we the, we did this two years ago, or was it three? And Andrew Luck retires like mid draft, like it's an auction. Somebody oh, just gosh. got for like eight yeah. bucks in the auction, and then he retires. But uh, yeah, so before we actually do that, we do some golf. Um, the the loser this year, uh, your boy ended up winning, uh, which was fantastic, and I got to choose the outfit. Uh, for the loser, so he was dressed up <laughs> in '80s workout gear on the golf course. <laughs> And everybody loved it. It was awesome for us, but I feel like everybody else on the golf course loved it uh, even more. So uh, that's amazing. We yes. we did have one year where the punishment was uh, we we sometimes we go golfing before before we go draft. And one year the punishment was the the guy who got last had to wear a horse jockey outfit and caddy for everybody, which was a riot. <laughs> was, it, was it? They they got to pick their golf bag. So his golf bag was like a lacrosse stick, a hockey stick, a putter, like a pool and, cue, and, a, and there was like four clubs. That was it. That was yeah, fantastic. it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my home league dynasty league when we first started, there was a my co commissioner's name was Asa Moose, and he came in last, so he was the the first toilet bowl. So we named it after him. So I went out and and bought awesome. a a moose suit like an actual oh. moose with antlers and shit like that. Uh, and then the loser would have to wear it out to uh, uh, bars the night of the NFL draft. And then the, uh, our home league draft too. Out That's fantastic. So that was good. The moose suit. <laughs> That's I feel like so that person good. Has the perfect name for like naming something after, right? Like Ash and yeah. Moose. Yeah. Like- we were we were all rooting for him to lose just so it, it would be like the moose instead of like it's the Sheridan. Right. It's the course. <laughs> Come on. You had to capitalize on that. Yeah, right. <laughs> cool. Well, let's get into the the, the meat, the, the goodness of this episode and, and put on our, our Sears hat, uh, get the crystal ball out, warm up the hands, 
see what we got coming, uh, get the cloudy vision gone. Uh, I'm going to kick it to our guests first. Uh, our first question is, you know, what running back currently going, uh, who's currently outside the top 12, do you see jumping in and being a running back one by this time next year? And Justin, I'm going to kick it over to you first um, for who, you, who you've picked to, to be that guy. Yeah, so there's a few names that really come to mind, but to me, one sticks out, and it's J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is someone I am just even – I am very high on him, but even if he isn't a top 12 running back this year, I still think that ADP is going up with Gus Edwards potentially out the door. That is the key there. If he leaves in free agency or even doesn't see as big of a role as some people are projecting him to, Dobbins' ADP is just going to continue to rise. Again, we saw him last year. He's hyper-efficient. He's hyper-talented. The only question is really volume. So if you get rid of the one hurdle that is Gus Edwards, really, and he can see 200-plus carries, I mean 250 even, he's going to be going top 10 at the running back position. I Again, even if he doesn't perform this year to some expectations, he's going up in ADP. He's right now, he's at RB14. So he doesn't have a big jump to really make. I think I probably took the closest guy I could take to uh, to making that jump, but <laughs> well, I feel I feel good about Dobbins. If it's uh, Superflex, the Superflex mocks, he's actually going twelfth, so he is right on that fringe. So you're cheating. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, if, I got I got Classic three Justin. more. I got three more queued up and ready to go if I need them. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we'll pick some out. <laughs> what do you got, Marco? Yeah, so so the guy I'm going with um, is Travis Etienne. You know, I, I think when I look at what the Jaguars are doing, you know, a lot of people are like, ex- they're obviously excited about Lawrence. They're excited about, you know, Chenault's getting a lot of hype. Even Marvin Jones is getting hype. Um, and Travis Etienne is one of those guys who some people are really in on, and then some people are like, you know what? I'm not sure if he's going to be able to take any sort of real work um, this year from a guy like James Robinson. And so what, what I see in Travis Etienne is I don't think you have to worry about too much of the, you know, the little bit of the, the downtick in hype that we saw from last season to this season, you know? So like one of the things that he's been good at is catching the ball. And so of course they're saying, Hey, let's use him as a pass catcher, but you're not going to spend a first round draft capital on a guy that you're only looking to throw the ball to out of the backfield. And as good as I think James Robinson is, I really genuinely think that Travis Etienne is one of those guys who is going to see an increase in his ADP no matter where he ends up this year. You know, like he's just one of those guys. He's tied to Trevor Lawrence. He's tied to an offense that a lot of people are excited about because of Trevor Lawrence. Um, And and really the the one thing that I am concerned with Travis – sorry. uh, One thing I'm concerned with Travis Etienne is maybe a little bit of his vision. I'm kind of concerned with the same thing with Jonathan Taylor – but at the same time, you see what Jonathan Taylor is able to do. And while he, Travis Etienne might not be as big of a, of a workhorse power running back as uh, Taylor is, I think Etienne can carry the load um, and just put him with this college quarterback who is a generational prospect at the position. I think we're going to see a jump in ADP, like I said, no matter if he ends up outside of the top 24 running backs this season or not. How dare you slander Jonathan Taylor, sir? <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew it. I knew it. How dare you? Uh, I will actually go next because I also had Travis Etienne. Um, I think it's a combination of his, of his youth and pass catching ability, like you said, pretty much everything you just said. But we're going to have that narrative in the offseason of more volume as well. Um, so I could use the same exact argument for Javante Williams. 
Um, you know, you're going to have another guy who's probably going to be getting less work in James Robinson and Melvin Gordon, um, as opposed to the rookies taking over. So that's where, that's where I'm going. I'm not going to waste my time. You said it pretty well. No, no, that's a good one. And, and I'm kind of this, the same route where I'm going to go with the rookie and, and, in Javante Williams, because if we look at Melvin Gordon as kind of the only guy standing in his way, uh, more or less from just being, I mean, if he went to a backfield, if Melvin Gordon was out of the picture, uh, I think we would be having Javante Williams a lot higher. I think he'd be kind of oh. that Najee area, yeah. honestly. And so if we fast forward a year, I don't think they're going to have Melvin Gordon on the squad anymore. Um, I think it's going to be a Javante Williams. Maybe Mike Boone is still there. Maybe they bring in somebody else, but I think it's going to be his backfield, right? Where he's getting 60, 65% of the work. Um, I do like the offensive weapons around him. Obviously there's the quarterback question, but you got to love, you know, Sutton, Judy, Fant, you know, they can't key on the running back. So, you know, just, just with the contract situation with Gordon and him possibly leaving town, he feels like a guy that's just going to shoot up the ranks. Um, and possibly be in the top 12, um, especially if he has this breakout second half of the season that we saw from all the guys you guys are mentioning, right? Dobbins, uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, you know, Antonio Gibson. We saw all these guys pop, you know, halfway through the season and just take off. So I see these similar uh, things in the cards in the crystal ball here for Javante Williams. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I like the Javante call. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. I like the Javante call. He, I was between him and ETN coming into this. So, so I, I, I like that quite a bit. Yeah, Javante, I mean, again, it's preseason. We all know to take it with a grain of salt, but he just, he had juice. And you haven't seen Melvin Gordon at all this entire preseason. He's been banged up. Yep. If Javante comes out of the gates with the workload, even if it's, you know, 55, 45, if he's leading that split, his ADP is just going to continue to rise in startups, you know, into the season and again, into the off season. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's one of the guys that I'm just targeting in those middle rounds anyways, because maybe I'm just kind of going off of last year where I need to remember farther years back where not every running back <laughs> class is as great as last year, but it just feels like every single running back that we love in the first, second, you know, third round, they all popped off other than Keyshawn Vaughn who got buried. He went the opposite direction, but you know, <laughs> I mean, it just feels like, him? Oh, oh, Tom, we're, we're not going there. We're not going there. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> that much, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was not good in an auction league. Robbie, uh, Robbie was excited, uh, but I, we're gonna di- kind of dive deep. Maybe, maybe not quite as deep as Keyshawn Vaughn, but going to a little bit deeper dive. And and I want you guys to pick a running back going outside the top thirty um, that you think will work hit their way into running back two conversation, kind of be um, above a flex appeal. Um, and, and Tom, I'll let you start off first. Oh, really? You're letting yeah. me go first? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you weren't uh, for that curve, at all, were you? Curveball. No, I, I, I was, I was not prepared to, to go first. Okay. However, um, you good? I can go. Yeah. No, this is just a <laughs> gross question. I, I hate this question. Yeah. Uh, and I guess if I had to pick anybody, it would be Damian Harris, and he's RB thirty one and thirty two, depending on superflex or not. Um, and I hate the fact that I'm taking a Patriots running back, but he looked good when he got the work last year, so. He's limited as a pass pass catcher. James White's there. Uh, That's why he's ranked so low, but he's going to get the volume to probably be an RB2 until Belichick says screw off and he never gets a snap after week five. So, yeah, Damian Harris, I guess. I like this comment. Uh, apparently, we're we're starting off pretty hot takey. Uh, this is apparently the crystal meth uh, episode. We're we're a little bit out there. 
I feel like I feel like those first Chris, three were pretty normal. How? Like ETN, I mean, a, a top rookie uh, on a you know what should be an exciting offense with a new rookie quarterback. I don't know. I feel like that's a good take. And I am yeah. confident in those three players. Yeah, <laughs> in all three yeah. of them. Yeah, I think he spoke too soon because wait till th- we're done with our answers this round. Like this, this is oh. where it gets interesting. Yeah, I hate my. Wait, I mean, if those th- if those three guys are crystal meth, I'm pretty sure that I, I have to try crystal meth. Jesus, I, it must it, not it, be no, that bad. Told. Right? It's not yeah. going to ruin my life. All I've taken from that is crystal meth is reasonable. That's all I right. – that's what I've picked yeah. up on. <laughs> right. It's it's that blue stuff that Walter White has. Uh, you know, it's – Oh, yeah. It's just a Akash little – Oh, there we you. go, Walter White. Akash is with you. Same exact time. But, I mean, I, I don't – Underselling James Robinson. I think you're underselling Travis Etienne. Mm, mm, that's a good – yeah, I, yeah. I, we can't even – the James Robinson debate, I feel like Tom and I have been talking about since January, honestly. Yeah. Like there's been the the people in James Robinson camp, people not in James Robinson camp, and I don't think it will be resolved until the end of the year, honestly. I, I did uh, I did trade for James Robinson in a league after I lost Cam Akers and just needed to fill like the RB3, RB4 slot on a roster, on a contending roster, a guy that I know is going to touch the ball. Yep. I don't expect a whole lot yeah. from him. But he's fairly cheap in Dynasty because rightfully so, people are starting to kind of cut bait. But if you're contending and a little like RB3, RB4, fine. That's really all I want him for. I don't want him for much more. Right. Yeah, I, th- right. I think he'll be in the RB2 flex consideration um, yeah. come the end of the season. So, yeah. And um, I I will not actually try crystal meth. I'm sorry. My, my job <laughs> says I cannot try crystal meth. Your job, society, just general norm. Yeah, and you know, I mean, concerns. I, I work in a prison. I'd rather not go to prison and, you know, be, you know, that's where I live now. So <laughs> just taking up shop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just did, you know, I'm not going to rent a room. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Tom, for, for mine, I, I was thinking about Damien Harris, but. I, I just can't trust Patriots backfield. I mean, it, it'll, it'll I'll you, be wrong on some of those, you, but I just I just can't dive back in. Sony Michelle has hurt me too yeah. much. Uh, you know, you know that. Um, so uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay true to my roots. Uh, anybody who follows me here, knows. Here we I go. A, uh, Ronald Jones truther through and through, and I'm <laughs> oh, hoping with I'm hoping like with it. Justin's uh, pre-show talk about Leonard Fournette. Uh, I'm hopeful he's on my side here, but. I mean, we're talking about a guy that just turned 24 two weeks ago. Like we've, it probably seems like Ronald Jones is like 26, 27. No, one of the youngest backs in this class, as most of us uh, remember. And and he just has always been in the doghouse for some damn reason. And I don't, I think either he goes somewhere else this next year because he's in the last year of his deal, or they, I don't think they bring back Leonard Fournette and Geo and, and continue to run it back with. Um, all of those guys, I think one way or the other, he's going to be in a, a better situation where maybe he can take a little bit more of the workload. Cause we've seen what he can do when he's given the workload. That's what's most frustrating for me is like, everybody's he's one of the more polarizing players. Right. And for a while I had to wear it because rookie year did nothing. Sophomore year had a couple flashes, but wasn't fantastic. And then third year, you know, he pops when, when he gets the, the workload, you know, anytime he got 15 plus carries uh, he, he was a, a fantasy star. So that's my guy, and he's going outside top 36 running backs. He's not old, still young, could be in a new situation or could have a better situation in Tampa if they decide to retain him. I just think there's a lot of uh, positive 
uh, things that could still go his way. So, yeah. I, Justin, I know you're gonna you're gonna go on your rant, and so I'm gonna let you do it because all I'll say is I agree. And a crazy thing, you said he just turned 24. He's just he's just under a year older than Najee Harris. Mm. He's just <laughs> under a year older. That's crazy. That is. That is. That is. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I am 100 in on this pick. And the crazy thing is, if you go back to like last season for me, I was so unbelievably against Ronald Jones just because year one and year two were so chaotic and just kind of depressing. And then they brought in Leonard Fournette and there was not a running back in the NFL that I just did not believe in more than Ronald Jones other than Leonard Fournette. So I was like, you know what, if this is his biggest hurdle for competition, I'll get back in on Ronald Jones. And what I saw last year was just so encouraging. Again, yards per carry, take it with a grain of salt. It is what it is. But he was over five yards a carry. Fournette's sitting there under four. I don't care how good Fournette, is, Fournette was in the playoffs. You have six to, you have a 16-game sample of Ronald Jones being significantly more productive, more efficient, more effective. I do think he ends up remaining in Tampa even through this after this season because Brady finds guys that he likes. And it seems like he trusts Ronald Jones as a runner and a guy in the red zone potentially. So if you can get another year or two of him with Brady, I mean, that is, that that's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll always know I have J Mike in my corner as well, which is just a fantastic <laughs> guy to have in your corner with, with him and my Ronald Jones, you know, J Mike, we, we've worn it over some years. We wore it year one, we wore it year two. Uh, but I think, you know, year three, we're starting to, we're starting to get a little bit of street cred there. So uh, I'm pumped up and I hope, I hope he's, he's in the top 30s. I hope he's a running back too. Like he was last year. I didn't mention that. Like he, he was a top yeah. 20 running back last year, top 21 running back. So um, he's, he's done it before. Yeah. I never thought I'd like say nice things about Ronald Jones after a second season. And this year, like we just did our cheat sheet episode over at 14 P and he was my, he's my value. Like he is my value in fantasy drafts this year. He's going after Fournette and that's, that's just craziness. I never mentioned this to you guys either. This is completely off topic, but I was, <laughs> I was, I was going to say this in the, in the intro, but uh, you guys ever have that word that you like can't spell. It's a really common word that you're, you should be able to spell, but you always have trouble. Like yes. mine's personnel. And I've gotten so good at spelling <laughs> personnel. Like when I've searched you guys' stuff that I, I finally know how to spell it. Uh, I just thought about that when you said 14P. I was like, no, no, it's personnel. I got it. It's the two words. That's one of the biggest things we didn't think about when we came up with our name was like, people are going to spell that wrong and they're never going to find us. <laughs> We're actually an educational podcast. We're It's hooked on phonics, but with like a fantasy. Yeah, that's, that's our sponsor. Marco, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you have, you have somebody for this segment? Yeah, yeah. So um, – I actually also, well, Justin, you didn't say your guy, but no, I have the you... same guy as Justin. Um, I have AJ Dillon. So oh, yeah, I think really um, when, when you look at AJ Dillon, I actually thought it was going to be great for the Packers to let a guy like Aaron Jones go because of what they have, not just in AJ Dillon, but the guy they drafted in Kylan Hill, I think he's a solid number two. So they've got so much depth at their running back position. If Aaron Rodgers, or I should say when Aaron Rodgers leaves, I really would not be surprised if the Packers make a move and actually trade someone like Aaron Jones away or AJ Dillon. And one of those guys find a spot on a new team where they're going to find some opportunity. And even if they don't say they all three of those running backs stay there uh, and Aaron Rodgers leaves next year, 
they're going to have to lean on the run more. And AJ Dillon is a powerful, like weirdly fluid runner. Like he doesn't always look super fluid, but then when you like actually watch his entire run, you know, all, all or his, his long runs in their entirety, you're like, okay, he actually does have like, it's a weird like hiccup in his run, but he does it consistently. So it's like weirdly fluid. Um, but he is one of those guys that's like a tank. And they're saying that they're getting him the ball in passing in the passing game um, in, in practice. So if he gets even a few targets as, as a, as a main guy out of that backfield at some point, man, he could be an enormous steal that you're getting for almost nothing right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you again. That's that, my guy. So kudos to you for making a great pick Marco, but <laughs> what AJ, AJ Dillon this year has sneaky flex value just in redraft to begin with. And if you start to see those flashes, his ADP is slowly going to start to tick up and you know, whether it's super flex or one QB, he's right around RB 30, RB 35, right in that pocket there. And Again, with Aaron Jones, he's not the most durable running back. And I, I hate discounting running backs because of injury because every back has carries injury risk. But we've seen it continually with Aaron Jones. I think they've proven they don't want to just give him a full workload. It doesn't seem like he's built to handle that just by size and stature. So enter A.J. Dillon, who, again, if he gets red zone work and the work between the 20s or in basically non-passing situations, you have, and I hate, that I'm even saying it, a very, very light version of Derrick Henry. I need to stress the oh. very light part, but oh. that is the physicality that which he runs with. Again, he's never going to have that workload, so he'll never be Derrick Henry, but that is the type of potential if, I mean, God forbid, he found 300 carries in a season somehow. Does anyone yeah, remember um, how many carries he had in that? Uh, was it the playoff game or week 17? or something Against like the Titans? Yeah, where he, he had- just. He had good work, right? Like he had 23, 25 carries. That was Aaron Jones and uh, Jamal Williams both went down. So yeah. that is, that's what you're looking at. But again, it's, exactly. you need everything to break right for that specific situation. But I think he, he does more than what Jamal Williams did last season. And I am extremely, extremely interested in that in a Rogers led offense, at least this year. Yeah. So I just yeah. looked it up. He had 21 carries averaged six yards a carry 124 yards and two touchdowns. Like if he's getting, <laughs> if he's getting even 12 touches in a game, that's value. Like right now value. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you brought up trading or, or, you know, moving on from Aaron Jones. That's not going to happen until 2023 at the earliest. With his um, contract. Yeah. With his new contract. So they would save $750,000. That's it. But he'd be a $9.75 million contract or dead cap hit. And then 2023, they'd save $12.75 million. Okay. There it is. um, (laughs) That would be the, the earliest that's going to happen. Yeah. We got a, we got a question in here and and I want to get into this because uh, we don't do a ton, like I told you guys uh, before the show, we don't do a ton of our dino shows live. And so I want to kind of hit some of these dynasty yeah. questions. Um, this uh, Sean has a question about, he's got a rebuilding orphan, um, two different trade proposals. So one's a 2022 first round pick for his Deontay Johnson. How do you guys feel on that one? I need to reread this. Uh, 2022 so he, he's a rebuilding I, team. Oh man. No, 
It's I, just the one first. He he would get the 2022 first. He would give up Deontay no. Johnson. I need um, more for I'm, Deontay. Yeah, I think yeah, I need more because you, you could see a, a big step forward for Deontay this year. Yeah. We'll get yeah. to Deontay in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then his second one was uh, his 2022 third and fourth. So he's getting those. And then he's giving up Miko Hardman. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll jump in quickly. Any draft pick that's a third or fourth, I struggle to care about in almost any capacity, yeah. even if it's this season, you know, like, so for me, I'd rather hold on to Miko Hardman just with the ch- outside chance that he does something this year. You know, I don't even think it's super far outside that he's semi-relevant. So it's like, you know, if Miko Hardman does anything, he's already more valuable, more than likely than any third or fourth round pick or both, you know? So I, I would hold Hardman there. Yeah. Same. Hardman's been a guy that I've kind of been um, about, honestly, in these later rounds. I remember we did a mock, uh, a live mock, and I got him way in like the 14th round. And obviously you can't get him anywhere near that now as he's kind of to yeah. show right. as the wide receiver too now. But um, you're right. It, it's not a stretch that he would actually do something this year. No Sammy Watkins. He kind of takes that role. Um, so I, I think that's much better than a, a third and a fourth round that you can't act upon for a whole nother year. Right. And, and they don't have a ton of trade value. It's not like a first that'll gain more. It's, it's a third and a fourth. So I, I would keep your players in both situations there, Sean. Right. Really yeah, the, the, only the only time. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. The only way that's worth anything is if Devies are included in, in that draft. Yep. Kosh is agreeing with us there. So let's switch it over, and we're going to go a little bit more of what we call a, a dynasty bust, I guess. It's someone who's in the top 12 of running backs that we think is going to fall outside of that and drop quite a bit. Um, so this this would be not just, not a person that's going to be bad this year, but might be on that way out of the top 12 running backs. Uh, Marco, let's go right back to you and have you kick us off. Yeah, so, so for me, I'm going to say a guy that might make people a little bit angry, but I'm, I'm going to say Zeke. I, I think – the re- and I, I don't even think it's like he's going to take a huge step back this season. I think he's going to be fine this season. I've got him in my top 10, top 12 running backs this year. But I think people are already trying to be out on Z. So another year later, I think it's gonna he's going to be the guy who people are like, the biggest fade is going to be Zeke because they're trying to do it this year. And, and I think it's it's it worked for a minute and now it's not anymore. Next year might be a, the big year where start people start to fade Zeke. I'm not sure if it's going to be a year too early, but he's my pick that that'll fall out of most people's uh, top 12 there. Yeah, he's the second oldest running back in the top 12 there. Yep. And I actually have the oldest running back in the top 12 in yep. Derrick Henry. Yep. Um, <laughs> there we go. I was deciding between those two. <laughs> yeah, he's RB6 or RB7. And mainly it's because of the workload, the age, turns 28 in January. You know, outside of that, we're talking, he's just a monster, but he's averaged 413 carries the last two years. Now, that's including playoffs. I'm sorry, 413 touches. Um, But just, I mean. That's unreal. People have been predicting his demise since, like, last offseason as well. So they might be wrong as far as his production, but I think this is probably the year where he's going to fall. Even yeah. even if he doesn't like fall off a cliff this season, you know what I mean? Right. Like the proverbial yeah. fantasy cliff. Even if he's a top five running back, he's gonna yeah. be twenty eight yeah. years old. He's slipping an ADP. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like that. That's my guy as well. For for that reason, I don't care what he does this season. He's gonna fall. I mean, a good way down. I feel like, especially with some of these 
you know, rookie and second year backs coming up the ranks here. Yeah. And I, I think you can make, you know, the same argument with Zeke, like I said. So yep. Yep. that's why I just jumped in and didn't uh, let Robbie defend Zeke's honor, but <laughs> you can do that now, sir. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think there's been a lot of talk about the decline of Zeke, and I'm not quite on that same page. I think a lot of things went wrong for the Cowboys in general. Yeah, um, I think we saw the the Zeke that was through weeks one through five, where we wouldn't have said that. You know, most likely uh, if Dak remains there, if they have, and they actually didn't even have their their full offensive line strength even through those first five weeks. So he's doing that with backup left tackle, backup right tackle. Um, their center got hurt. Uh, Zach Mar- Martin got hurt later, but. Um, yeah, I, I think that decline is, is a couple years away where I'm still uh, I'm still good with hanging on with Zeke, but he's probably the number two pick here behind Henry because um, as a person, when you look at who's going to wear down the, the quickest, it's probably those guys with high volume um, of carries and and maybe not the most uh, pass working or pass catching work where Zeke can do it, but I don't know if he does it as much as some of these other guys. Like Kamara is really close in age to him, and, and so is Dalvin Cook. People kind of forget that, that they're really close in age, but those guys both have a, I think a higher ceiling in the pass catching. So uh, my guy, my guys, uh, Henry as well. I mean, insane volume for so, for so many, uh, the last two years for sure. And then, you know, he's stayed healthy for sure, but can you imagine guys, if he, if he got hurt, uh, how his stock would tank and then oh, yeah. do the Titans pass more now with Julio in town, Arthur Smith out um, his ADP is strictly built on volume. So if any of those risks hit that volume, uh, he, he's taken for sure. I mean, he can only buck that trend of sustaining uh, his production after a 300-yard carry season for so long. Like, he's done it two years in a row, three years maybe, but I, there's no way he can do it. I mean, he is just it seems very improbable that he could do it for four seasons, you know? <laughs> right, right. And, and I'm looking at this comment here, and I'm thinking about uh, CMC, and I don't think it's quite the same. I, I get it. If he got hurt two years in a row, people would start to have, like, questions there. But, man, he is literally, like, a far and away running back one right now. Like, people might want to put some other people close to him, but I have him, you know, a, a tier ahead of some of these other guys. So, yeah, he'd have, something would have to go super wrong where it's like the, the, the Achilles, right, where you're worried, can he come back from that at all or, or something like that. So, I think CMC is safe, even if everything were to go completely wrong again this year. The Achilles is the only injury for me that would even put him outside my top five, top 10. His role in the offense, what he does, like that that play style is just, it provides longevity. He's going to be very good for a very long time. I'm not worried about him for at least another two, three years, maybe. Three yeah, might be pushing it, but at least two. <laughs> he He missed most of the year last year, and he's still the number one overall player. Right. It just doesn't matter. That's, <laughs> that's 30 just, points per game. He, literally the first three weeks, yeah. 30 points per game. Like I've mm-hmm. never so. had the one one in a redraft league until this year. And just, it sucks so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. Yep. I did last year too. It was oh, great. Brutal, man. Mm-hmm. And the number two cry. was Saquon. So you were screwed no matter what. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Didn't matter if you got cute or not. You were you were screwed no, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Gents, let's move it over to wide receivers here. Um, we've got, you know, 
I think, again, we're talking about what guys can jump up into the top 12, who can make that leap into stardom, um, kind of the breakout, right? And so what's a middling, you know, wide receiver two or even dipping down if you guys want to get get crazy here and, and go wide receiver three that you can see being a top 12 uh, wide receiver this next year? Justin, we'll, we'll go to you first. So for me, I was between three or four sophomore wide receivers. You know, there's Ayuk, Claypool, Higgins, and then Judy. Judy is my pick, though. I'm going with Jerry Judy. And the main reason is, again, his rookie year was not ideal. It, it just wasn't. There's no way to spin it. A lot of that has to do with Drew Locke. And the narrative is, basically, if Drew Locke busts this year, you no longer have to worry about Drew Locke as Jerry Judy's quarterback. He will be gone. And I, I still think Teddy Bridgewater wins this job this year. And we saw what DJ Moore did with Teddy Bridgewater. Was it pretty all the time? Absolutely not. But he was a yardage machine. He should have been a PPR machine, but Bridgewater was Bridgewater was doing Teddy things. I think Judy fits better with uh, with Bridgewater than he does with Locke. And again, if I'm projecting Bridgewater to be that guy this year, I think you see a very good wide receiver two season from Jerry Judy. And given the age, a potential new quarterback coming into the fold, I just see his ADP rising still. I'm, I'm just all in on Jerry Judy. I'm scooping him up wherever I can. Just because, again, I think heading into year three, you know, post post twenty twenty one, he's going to be primed for a huge season. Yeah, yeah. and uh, don't judge Judy based on his quarterback play. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's you're you're killing me because I I picked Jerry Judy too, and nice. I Love said. <laughs> Possibly Devonta Smith, maybe Deontay Johnson, and I decided to go with Jerry Judy because I've <laughs> talked so much about Devonta and Deontay, and then you just like, oh, Jerry Judy. So then you basically say everything I was going to say. <laughs> so that's just great. He, dude, there's something about Jerry Judy last season. Like, oh, yeah. it just, what was it? His his on target percentage was like 75th or 77th in in the NFL. Which is bad, He's, probably. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> it's but, a heads I up. Mean, and and you watch them, and he's open all the time. His route running, especially coming out of college, and then last year, he was open. He was open a lot. Right. Um, well, and, and the thing is, it's it, it, it goes two ways. Either Drew Locke is the guy and takes a huge step forward, yep. and great, you love it for Jerry Judy. Or Drew Locke's gone, and great, you love it for Jerry Judy. Like, right. it, his quarterback situation yeah. is going to work itself out. The, the thing yeah. that you I think people need to look at, like when you're looking at the fantasy wide receiver landscape, one of the things, you know, as we push further and further into the pass heavy NFL that we are in, you know, like we, we've talked about it on, on our show before. There's probably 50 wide receivers that I actually really like. You know, I'm not saying they're all going to be wide receiver yeah. ones, but they're all really, really talented players. And so what, what you need to start doing is these guys are all going to be really close in talent at a certain point. Look at the guys who have really special things about their game and Jerry Judy as a route runner, that's something that will separate him. And no, you know what? Even if, even if Drew Locke doesn't take a huge step and he takes a baby step forward, Jerry Judy's route running is something that will separate him from the rest of the pack. And that's why, I mean, I, I like that pick. I think he's going to be, he's going to be a stud in the NFL. Yeah. 
Yeah, we actually have David Berger that's doing the, this training camp series where he's talking with beat writers from each team. And he talked to the Zach Stevens, one of the Broncos beat writers, and he raved about Judy. Um, he thinks he's just going to have a really, really big season. Um, and, and I think that that's a, a really good guy that you can take advantage of because of all the guys that you named, uh, Justin, for, for those sophomore um, wide receivers, I'm going to guess his ADP is the lowest. I'm not sure if you said it or not, but I'm going to yep. guess he's the lowest. He's uh he's wide receiver 23, Claypool's 22, Higgins is wide receiver 20, and then Ayuk wide receiver 16. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably should have prefaced this at the beginning. Um, the the wide receivers that we can't pick from, I saw Terry McLaurin was suggested in the chat, but DJ Moore was at 12, Terry McLaurin, uh, Jamar Chase, DeAndre Hopkins, Ridley, Diggs, Adams, Lamb, Metcalf, AJ Brown, Hill, and Justin Jefferson way up there. This is DLF's uh, August ADP for a startup. So um, McLaurin would be fantastic. I would love that pick, but he's already there. He is already broken mm-hmm, yeah. out. That's my boy from last year, Robbie. Yes, sir. I, I remember. Did I change your mind on him? You did. That, that was one. I did. <laughs> In case right. you were wondering. Just, Marco, did, did you have a, a guy or were you also Judy? No. So I have a guy, but man, I don't want to. I have two guys that I really can't decide between. How, Talk okay. about them both. Okay, I'll talk about them both briefly. So here's what I'll say. Justin (laughs) mentioned both of these guys, um, and I actually like them for different reasons. So I'm going to talk about T. Higgins and Chase Claypool. Um, They both bring really interesting things to their game, and they're in really interesting situations. So Claypool, just quickly on Claypool, because I think T. Higgins is the guy who I'd probably lean if I chose one of these. Um, Claypool is someone who he, he obviously scored 11 touchdowns last year, which was crazy. Uh, but he saw a hundred targets on a, or on a team that has, you know, Juju and Deontay who see crazy targets themselves. You know, he was the bottom man on the totem pole in targets there. Um, but what I really see with the Steelers right now is that Deontay shaping up to fill out like a Tyler Lockett role and Chase Claypool's really filling a a DK light role on that team. You know, I don't think he's as prolific as a route runner and separator because DK actually learned how to do that really well. And I think he's Claypool's going to struggle to do that quite as well as DK, but as a playmaker and just the physicality that he brings to the game, he is something that the Steelers need on that team. They've got the route runner in Deontay. They've got a great slot receiver in Juju. They've got the running back now in Najee. Questions at quarterback, but the big playmaker, the physical force on this team, I think is Chase Claypool. So I like his upside and I like his athleticism. Um, And then T, I I think really T T Higgins is like a slightly smaller version of Mike Evans. I think we're going to see that um, going forward from T Higgins. Obviously, Jamar Chase has got chemistry already with Joe Burrow. He's one of the, the exciting prospects coming out this season. I think Jamar Chase will be a great player. But to me, T. Higgins has taken a hit in his ADP. He's taken a hit in his in his value in trades and things like that. Capitalize on T. Higgins because just because Jamar Chase is there, T. Higgins won't be going anywhere. Did you yeah, say T- that Deontay Johnson is like Tyler Lockett? Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Tyler Lockett. Just he's he's a, not as big of a player, but he plays pretty aggressive. He's a really prolific route runner, which I think Tyler Lockett is really yeah. good at. Um, so I think that those are the similarities that I look to in these guys. Um, and I think he, he plays a similar role on that offense because Tyler Lockett, I mean, it was only by like five targets or six targets, but he out-targeted DK last year. And I think that's going to be the same case between Deontay and Claypool. He'll get out-targeted for sure. 
Yeah, I, early on, he was Tyler Lockett was really volatile as far as his targets. And yeah. I think Deontay's starting off where, yeah, I believe he had 143 targets last year. You've Love heard, if, you, if you're if you a fan of the pod, you've heard me talk lovingly about Deontay Johnson. I believe he's that wide receiver one there. Yeah. Um, I think Claypool is going to, to be good, but I actually had him as a sell. Mm. Um, because I think his value, you're, you're going to be able to get a good return. And Deontay is that number one. So, yeah, it's okay, Roberto. I may not have sold you on that, but uh, it'll happen. No, but but I think that's a good point to talk about because I I agree in the sense of I think Deontay is going to out-target him by 20, 30 targets a season. You know, like yeah. I think that's totally fair. Um, but what I see for Claypool isn't that he, he doesn't need the targets necessarily. But But I get what you're saying there with Deontay. I think he will be the number one target. Yeah, and one more thing with with Claypool is he had uh, three or four touchdowns that were within five yards, I believe, and I think he's going to lose some of that to Najee coming in. Yeah, so that's a good call. I don't know about the touchdowns. And then he, I believe he had seven touchdowns in two games. I think he had four against the Eagles and three in another one. That's sustainable. Uh, so that's, yeah, 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 totally. He'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> do, they play, do they play the Eagles again? Do they play the Eagles again? Yeah, I, do. no, I don't, I don't think so. But um, <laughs> yeah, that that's all just off the top of my head from something we did earlier. So if I'm yeah. wrong on that, then sorry, not sorry. No, well, and, and I think it's a good point too, because obviously of those two receivers, Claypool's definitely the risk. You know, like yeah. like he's not going to have that volume, so he's inherently the risk. Right. Yeah. Though. Those were the two guys I was really trying to decide between Marco was Claypool and Higgins. <laughs> you and me, man, same page. I I went with Higgins, kind of kind of from what we talked about, but I think Higgins is, is kind of overlooked all the way going back to kind of the pre-draft process, right? Like he uh, was going in the second round. I picked him up in a lot of second rounds because he doesn't run at the combine. Uh, people are kind of questioning that speed. Um, I just feel like a lot of these other wide receivers kind of jumped him. And then he just balls out with, with Burrow and, and even pass Burrow. I think that's something we forget is that Burrow missed, right. what, six or seven games. And so T. Higgins is playing with backup quarterback, just kind of the, the same mm-hmm. as what C.D. Lamb was able to do, except C.D. Lamb, we've seen the bump. We haven't quite seen that with, with T. Higgins. So I'm, I'm a big T. Higgins guy. I think he's been underrated since, since the pre-draft process. Yep. I think Jamar Chase is obviously a very, very uh, good prospect. I think he'll be fantastic. The connection with Burrow should be there, right? But – um, a lot of people who are saying, you know, Chase needs to be above Higgins. I, I don't know, man. It seems that way. But I think we look a year later sometimes and we're like, yeah, it probably should have been that way. But not everything goes exactly right. You know, it's not always exactly how we have it planned out. And I think Higgins is such a talent and an, and an alpha type wide receiver where, where he can yeah. get the um, he'll have the volume, but then he'll have the efficiency and just with his size, man, and his go up and get it ability, man. He, I think he has double digit touchdown potential uh, in this season. Yeah, so 100 big, I'm big. Yeah, on um, we, you, you sold me on T Higgins last year. I was wrong about him, but I had one guy above him, which the debate was, and it was Justin Jefferson. So I ran. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think legitimately though, Chase and Higgins are both, at least as, as my rankings sit today for redraft, they're both top 24 wide receivers as far as yeah. I'm concerned this season. And if and they then, both deliver on that, I mean, ADP is going to go through the roof as far as Dynasty is concerned. And that offense is going to be really fun moving forward. Oh, God, yeah. So fun. Yeah. Especially with no defense, right? Like, they're just going to get yeah. swing it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the Dallas Cowboys model. Yeah, exactly. And, and people don't want to admit it, but Tyler Boyd – 
if they oh, yeah. are, in a, are in a pinch to get or to need cap space, Tyler Boyd, his dead cap hit the next two seasons is $2 million or less. I think like he is very much a cut candidate. And I mean, I don't see it happening, but if it were to happen and in, in a place they can look to save money, I mean, those are, that's just, that's a lot of targets that open up for, uh, for Chase uh, Higgins and whoever else steps into that third wide receiver role. You guys, Zach asked this question a while ago. I wanted to get to it. Um, he's got his roster here and he's kind of just asking, you know, what, any, any advice for him, you know, should he flip anybody? Should he make any moves um, to try and grab anybody? And, and just going off the cuff, I think his, his quarterbacks is kind of where I have some question. Obviously we love Trevor Lawrence. I think that's a fantastic um, guy. Watson, sure. In dynasty, you don't know what he might give you this year. It might be nothing. Um, and, and then you do have, I'm going to guess that's Daniel Jones and then Winston. So I think he's okay. I don't know if he has like can win it this year quarterbacks, but I do like maybe longer term. Um, and then I do see a couple of older wide receivers. Uh, Diggs is, is not old yet, but he's getting up there. What's 27, 28. And then um, Julio and AB are the other two older ones. Um, any advice uh, for, for him? I would just say off the top is that maybe some of these lower guys, he says he has a 30, um, man roster, like start rostering just, just some dart throws. Right. Cause I think I see um, it's like Travis Fulgham Fulgham is on the, that roster. I don't, I don't know if I'd have him over maybe some other guys. Um, we are going to do a, a sleeper episode at some point. So I definitely recommend Zach, you check that out. Um, but yeah, any, any sleepers or any advice you guys have for Zach here? Two guys that jump off the page to me that I am actively looking to flip on teams where I don't know if I'm necessarily, you know, fully contending would be Antonio Brown and Corey Davis. Those are two guys that I am comfortable moving. AB right now has all the hype in the world as far as this close to the season. And I think rightfully so. I think he's going to be very good this year. But, I mean, if you can go out and get, and this may be pushing it even, if you can get a, a mid-second round pick for, for AB, something like that, to at least get a little bit younger there, or go and take a shot on some younger wide receivers that haven't necessarily proven it yet, I'm comfortable doing that. And then Corey Davis is a guy that I have just, I have not been in on since day one. And I'm going to continue to just hammer that home. I think Elijah Moore, you know, if it's not this season next year is the true one or ends up being the lead fantasy wide receiver in New York. So I'm looking, I'm looking to get off of Corey Davis in pretty much every dynasty league that I've had him. Yeah, I would agree with Corey Davis, especially after the first preseason, people are saying like, Corey Davis saw this many targets from Zach Wilson. And it's like, well, yeah, there's nobody else for him to throw the ball to. So, um, yeah, capitalize on that. <laughs> if there's someone in your league who's like, yeah, Corey Davis is going to be the one there because he might be the one for a second. And then Elijah Moore is going to get healthy. And then he's going to be in a lot of trouble because Elijah Moore is a phenomenal football player. So go ahead and trade Corey Davis if you can. Package him away. Um, yeah, Marquez Callaway on Dynasty roster is a great stash. I have a really deep stash if you've got super deep rosters. Um, his name is, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. It's Mike, like Mike Strachan or Strachan. The Colts. Strachan, yeah. yeah. Strachan yeah, from the is. Colts, man. He, I went back and looked at some of his college tape after the preseason game. Cause I have a buddy who's a big Colts fan. He's like, you got to watch this guy. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then he, he balled out <laughs> a little bit in the preseason. So I went back and watched his tape. There is so many question marks with the Colts wide receivers I would not be surprised. I mean, they made Zach Pascal semi-relevant last year. Yep. Yep. I can tell you that I think Mike Straken or whatever, however you pronounce the guy's last <laughs> name, um, and we'll have to get that right, I think, soon, because I think he will be relevant. I think he could be relevant. And if you've got super deep 
uh, rosters, throw him on your bench and just let him sit there for a minute because he could be a wide receiver two for that team, you know, so that who knows what he does. Yeah, and going back to Corey Davis real quick, he's a guy I think you flip after a couple weeks in the season because yes. I think he is going to see uh, targets early. So yeah. I think his value will go up the first couple weeks. So, and again, it's August 17th. You don't need your starting lineup for – a little bit longer and if you lose the first couple weeks it's okay you know yeah, you got time yeah <laughs> get her done get her done tom, tom do you have any thoughts on quez watkins i know he's been getting a lot of hype like strocken has been uh but he's yeah. a, you know obviously with the eagles any any love there so he is basically what we thought that jalen rager might be i i so far in camp although jalen rager has been coming on a little bit more uh, but Quez Watkins is getting open every practice and he's, he's making plays and the Eagles secondary has improved a bit with uh, Nelson coming in there and they get to shift Avante Maddox. Uh, so I think he's going to wind up carving out a role. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to be. I think the smart thing would be to have him on the outside Rager in the slot. And then you can have Devonta move all over the place uh, that leaves Fulgham as the odd man out or the guy that's going to wind up rotating in. Um, they're also going to play a lot of 12 personnel. So, well, assuming Ertz doesn't get traded. No, I think he is going to get traded, but um, I, I think he's, I think he's, he's a nice stash. So, and they're going to have to throw the ball because they're going to be losing this year. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Eagles fans are like just totally off this year, and I I don't know if it's just because I'm outside and, and I don't follow the <laughs> Eagles like you do, but like Jalen Hurts plays well. I feel like they have a decent defense. You know, I, I feel like they have good weapons uh, with, with Sanders, Devon. You know, I'm, I'm still a Rager guy. Like I feel like they could be okay, but everybody, every Eagles fan I talk to, they're just like, "Nah, we're gonna have a top three pick. We're done." <laughs> we hope so. So here's the thing, and I've talked to you about it before. I want them to not win a, a single game because I want Howie Roseman to be fired, mm, and I think that's the it's entire all Howie city. hate. That's yeah, smart. You just you want him to go because <laughs> he screws up draft after draft after draft and brings in you know, free agents that don't make any sense and he's still living off that Super Bowl and he's just yeah. screwing everything up. Like, just leave. Leave <laughs> me alone. You're ruining everything. How he still has a job is shocking. To me. How he still has a job? <sighs> I love it. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> Let's talk about good things. I appreciate that, Marco. I appreciate that a lot. I'm doing what I can. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, Tom, you mentioned this guy, and, and our next topic is, is wide receivers outside the top 40 that we can see coming you know, into their own and, and maybe being a, a middle wide receiver too or at least having flex appeal. And, and you said the guy, and I think that's Jalen Rager, and, and you're part of the problem, Tom, where guys like you <laughs> are not patient in Dynasty and you guys throw these guys to the wolves after one year after they get injured in training camp, they tear the UCL in their thumb, they have no off season oh, to, to work thumb. with due to a COVID. Uh, they're they're playing with horrendous <laughs> offensive line thumb. play, horrendous Carson Wentz play, and I think everyone's kind of done with with Jalen Rager. And I'm kind of like, I feel like he's good. I saw him make a fantastic one handed catch, which oh. probably means nothing in the grand scheme of things. But man, <laughs> that you. catch was baller. It's because he's got a thumb he's, now. He, yes. So yeah, so he had uh, yeah he had he's had two one handed catches the last. Uh, 
week. So he's coming on a little bit, but again, I, I just, he's I, super I, fast. He's, he's super talented. He, he, no, was but he I thought of that first round pick, obviously they want to go back. They should do Justin Jefferson. We all get that. You'll never let that go, but I still <laughs> think he can be really good. Like, I don't know. Like, so, but, so, so I'll say, I'll say he, this. He did I, not play fast last year. That was his big problem. He looked he is fast in a straight line. And his best play was a, a punt return, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. Yes. Because they had no other wide receivers last year. Thumb or not. He, he's catching balls one-handed, so you don't need the other hand. So what I'll say about Jalen Rager is kind of the opposite of what I said about Jerry Judy. Of Jalen Rager is really – or at least last year was horrible as a route runner, like yeah. really, really dangerously bad as a route runner. <laughs> and so like, yes. I, I, I mean, I, I will admit I'm a little biased in the sense of last off season. I was like pounding the table, avoid this guy. But cause you know, on the field, he looks, he looks all right in college, but at the same time, like he wasn't doing anything that was like special and he should be yeah. owning the competition he was playing. And he did to a degree, but still in the NFL, he showed that his route running was really poor. And something that people are forgetting for these one-handed catches, okay, it's preseason practice, but also, do you notice? It's not like he couldn't use both hands. His hands, his other hand is down here. It's like hanging out. That's probably why he's not catching footballs. Use both your hands, man. You don't need to do one hand. No, he's, he's super raw, and that's part of his problem. And he took a step back his last season in college. He had a yeah, better season yeah. the year before, so. That's another warning sign for me. So, Robbie, um, eat shit on your Jalen Rager take. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody hates you, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Walido is just gonna gonna pay for Kev's college fund, his kids' college fund, with all of his yeah, right? uh, Marquez Callaway uh, love. Uh, he's definitely a name that's popping. I mean, absolutely has been taking advantage of his situation. Uh, Traquan Smith came back to practice, but he's obviously the more dynamic, I'd say, uh, of those two, and. And I, I don't know who's going to be starting at quarterback, but man, if, if it's either one of those guys, I think they can definitely make Callaway a, a weapon for sure. So not a bad pick. Justin, who do you got? So speaking of guys that have just been left for dead, it's Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs came into last season. I don't think he should have been taken as Oh, well, there we go. Uh, I don't think he should have been taken as high as he was in the NFL draft. I think that did kind of set him up for, for disappointment also the but, Raiders yeah the, the <laughs> Raiders in general and Gruden the, the whole yeah, thing he got run over by like a trailer as well the whole <laughs> yeah he got hit he, he got hit with the yeah, hitch. helping somebody move <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah just Jalen some things Rager. you don't want to happen as an NFL yeah. player he was right, helping like, Jalen Rager move and Jalen Rager <laughs> ripped the thumb and <laughs> rugs, yeah. it's but he went into the season hurt it didn't seem like he was ever really right that entire year especially in an off season where they didn't really have a full training camp a full you know time to get ready and then you add in he wasn't healthy for the little bit of time they did have to really practice things were just off for him week one and I understand how bad his rookie year looked it was atrocious in every single way he was used as a decoy he was nothing but a vertical threat and yes he has blazing speed but he is much more dynamic than that. And everything out of camp as of right now, and again, take everything Gruden says with a grain of salt, but everything out of camp is he's being utilized around the formation. He's not only running nine routes. 
if he actually is utilized in a way that's effective and not just deep shots, he has a good chance to be the wide receiver one on this team, even with Brian Edwards there. He's already running ahead of John Brown. I just think we gave up way too early on rugs. And if he shows any kind of flashes, and I mean, if he has 800 yards, he's a guy that people will be start buying back in on because again, who knows if Derek Carr is even there next season, if they get, if they change quarterbacks or if Mariota comes in, I, I just think rugs can really produce if given, you know, a proper off season and, you know, actually staying healthy during the NFL year. I think that'll go a long way with him. I, I love that discussion because we could we basically just flipped Jalen Rager's name with Henry Ruggs's name. Honestly, like we had but said name. positive things. Yeah, <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I don't get it. Have you seen him dunk a basketball? That video from last off season was yes. yes. I I pumped him up like ten spots. I was like, it's over. This dude can dunk. He jumps out of the freaking gym. Literally, I I, I love Henry Ruggs, dude. I can't quit him. <laughs> Tom, who you got? Uh, I had three guys I wanted to talk about, but I'm only going to talk about one. Um, I had Hollywood. Um, he's at 49. Terrence Marshall. He's at 59 right now. That's, Love that. Uh, Christian, Welch, Christian. Christian Welch. Christian Welch. Comment yep, incoming. Yep. And uh, I'm going to wind up talking about Rondale here. Um, I've talked about Hollywood enough, so I'm, I'm, I'm good there. He went to the perfect offense. Kingsbury is going to use him the way he should be used. I think Hopkins takes a lot of pressure off of him. So he doesn't have to be the wide receiver one. Um, We saw Curtis Samuel finish as the wide receiver 24 last year. He had carries. He was utilized in kind of that Swiss army knife role. And by the way, he had a former college coach in that rule. So uh, weird how those college coaches know how to use those guys who can do it all. So I, I think Rondale is, Going to shoot up um, this offseason, I really like him. Or next offseason, I really like him. And uh, I think he'll be going definitely in the top 30 next year. Do you guys think there's a chance if the Cardinals struggle where Cliff Kingsbury is is out? No. Like, I feel like that's not talked about. But I I, I feel like the Cardinals sh- should have more success than they have. Like I think they went five and ten and one. Maybe I think they had a tie two years ago, and then I think they were seven and nine or eight and eight last year. I I don't know, man. I just feel like everyone's like, oh, his offense. He's so ingenious. He knows how to use players, and yeah, that's the, sure. But also, you got to get results. And I'm I'm curious if they take that next step or if they just remain where they are, or take a step back if he's gone. I think I, it's all about Kyler, and Kyler's not going to want him gone. Yeah, I'm 100 with you there. I I think they. <sighs> As much as people are just like just fans of the Cardinals or fans of the NFL would probably assume that he would be on the hot seat if they don't have another like or if they don't have a good season this season. I feel like that organization is like, hey, we're going to get bring in all the weapons we can and we're comfortable with whatever this guy's going to do. You know, like I think they understand they've got a young quarterback in Kyler and, you know, he's been in the league now a couple of years, but at the same time, he's still a young guy. And so I think they're like, hey, let's let this guy figure it out. And until he proves that he absolutely cannot do anything, I don't think they're going to knock him out. And part of it is they're probably giving him credit to the fact that they're in an insanely difficult division to play in. I I don't know, man. If they, it it would have to be a very, very bad season for him to get canned, but I think it's on the table. Like if they, they have five wins this year. Yeah. I don't see that happening, but if let's say they have five wins, I think he's, I think he'll be out of there. 
because that that just represents a huge step backwards from what they were doing last year. That's the thing. Like they're tr- they're trending in the right direction, but if they take a step back, I think he he could be on the way out potentially. Could could we make an argument they're the worst team in their division? Like I feel like it's, it sounds crazy yeah. to say that. No, they are. Think of the Rams, the Seahawks, <laughs> uh, and the 49ers. With with the 49ers lost everybody last year, right? Mm-hmm. Like give give them back their healthy uh, studs. They they might be the worst team in their division. I'm I comfortable saying they are. I, you know, I think they're fairly, I, I, yeah, fairly I, separated. I think, I think the Seahawks might be really disappointing this year. Sure, sure. The that Seahawks defense, might be in a Cowboys fair. situation where they don't have defense, but their offense is super fun to watch. So people are like, "No, they're good." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I feel like Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson just know how to win. So I'm just never gonna bank on them being bad where Kingsbury, I don't know if he knows how to win yet. Like I, I don't feel like he hasn't proven that, but he looks like Ryan Gosling. So, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. So he's yeah. got the GQ bump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> Pete Carroll's, you know, going to happy hours or whatever. What do they call them? Early bird dinners or whatever. Right. <laughs> what a happy yeah. Hours. Yep. yeah. Yeah. It, it's fine. Chewing his gum. Only chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Tough. Oh man, Chris Collinsworth coming in. We uh, we have this running bit where he just go breaks into Chris Collinsworth getting excited about nothing on Sunday Night Football. I, love it. <laughs> I can't I can't get enough of it. All right, let's keep this train moving. Uh, top five, top fifteen wide receiver that has the most risk to kind of fall off a cliff and be outside, you know, top twenty five ish. Uh, next season guys this one was the hardest one for me so hard it is very very hard you have to pick like i think i was telling you guys in the chat like i i literally like everybody from like one to 25 ish except for like mm-hmm. maybe three yeah. guys that's why uh, they're there right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> earlier i said literally there's 50 guys that i i actually like i can root for any of them this one was easy yeah okay tom you go first uh, michael thomas well i don't think he's he's in there for for august adp he, you might have been was. looking at He's in wide receiver 24 on startup, which is what I was looking at. But uh, yeah, he dropped out. He, you might have had July ADP, um, but for August, people flex. people are done. No, Superflex, super August 2021. He was going 24 as well. I'm seeing both. Yeah, he's 23, 24. What the hell? Yes, yeah, not so easy so now. Easy. What the <laughs> hell happened? I think they must have updated it today. It's not so easy now. All right, come back to me. Michael Thomas sucks. <laughs> yeah, the, like if Thomas was Has- there, could have hashtag eyes and made the argument. Right. <laughs> All right. I I, I don't want to go first. Uh, Marco, you I'll, gotta go. All right, I'll do it. And man, I don't even feel good about it, but I'm doing it. Okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna say Chris Godwin. Oh, gosh. And that feels gross because he's one of the guys who, I, I mean, I've been talking about it all this episode. Route running is so important. He's a really good route runner. And he, I mean, he's had that one season where he was phenomenal. He was wide receiver too. Um, but, but what we've seen from him is that he's got flashes, he's got ups, he's got downs, he's dealt with some injuries and, you know, next season is a mystery. We don't know what's going to happen with him next season. So I think there's a lot of questions whether he stays or goes. And in either situation, there's questions in those situations, you know? So, like, if he stays, what are they – are they going to have Tom Brady? Are they not going to have Tom Brady? If he goes, is he going to go on a team that is a competing team where he's maybe not the number one option and he's kind of in the same boat that he's in now with maybe less opportunity and a worse quarterback? Is he go to a team where – 
you know, they, they suck and he's, he's the main target. So I think he's got a lot of questions going into um, his future. That makes me kind of press pause and say he might fall outside. His talent is good enough to make me say he probably won't fall too far outside of that top 15. But I think all the question marks around him, and if he doesn't have a bounce back season this year, I could see him falling out of the top 15. And maybe people start having the narrative of maybe that was just his one season, you know? Yep. Yeah. Walido, I need you to take off the the Houday glasses or the Houdat. It's Houdat glasses. <laughs> he's gonna cr- he's gonna crush me for this now. Uh, and, and you gotta you gotta realize that I think Michael Thomas was a sell before the injury, like before we had this injury stuff. I mean, Tom, you know, yeah. we did a, a dynasty sells. Uh, Michael yeah. Thomas was on mine. Um, so so even even kind of going back to Michael Thomas real quick. Even if there wasn't an injury, I think he was a sell for me. Anyways, I talked a lot about. Uh, if if Jameis Winston was the the quarterback, that the accuracy just wasn't matching up from Drew Brees uh, to Jameis Winston, and how uh, Michael Thomas was such a volume guy, and, and obviously his his depth of target was super low and whatnot. And sure, that could have gotten a little bit better with Winston, but um, yeah, I, th- I think Michael Thomas was a sub before this. But uh, Justin, who did you bring to the table? So just real quick with Chris Godwin, and this is me as a as a Bears homer. Allen Robinson leaves. Let's just bring in Chris Godwin. Let's just keep it rolling. Get one him and Justin Fields. That's all I want to say on that. But uh, my guy here, and this is, I, I hate, again, none of this is enjoyable right now. This is the worst question. <laughs> I, I don't want to be here for who Justin's going to say. I don't. Yeah. It's, it's DJ Moore. And I want to oh. preface this with, I think DJ Moore is phenomenal. I think he is a spectacular talent. But if I am talking about a guy that does carry risk, if he does not live up to expectations, again this season it'll be back-to-back years now where again last season he was great as far as an actual nfl player just didn't have the fantasy numbers if that happens again and yes i understand it's with sam darnold he's gonna start to tumble down those ranks because you can't have back-to-back seasons after having all the hype in the world where you're just failing to meet expectations that's a recipe for just the consensus moving lower and lower on you I don't know if he'd get outside the top 25, but there's a there is a there is a narrative there where he can tumble down ranks if he is, you know, another back end wide receiver too and doesn't show that elite upside that a lot of us have projected, myself and Marco included. Yeah. So DJ, I think, is always going to be that fringe wide receiver one where he's going to be like 12 to 14 ish. So if that's disappointing to some people, he could fall a little bit, but He's going to turn into a value if, you know. Like oh, I saying, agree. Oh, I completely agree. I'll scoop him up 100%. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not going to be moving him down. But just playing how fickle the dynasty community is yeah. you know, on a week-to-week basis even, if he doesn't right. if he doesn't live up to it, it's going to – it's going to – a lot of people will just be done with him, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, you want, you want to go or you want me to go? Yeah, I just got to get mine over with. I've been trying to avoid it, like <laughs> – I was hoping maybe I could just you guys would skip over me. I'd skip this segment. We go to the next you, one. You want me uh, to do it for you? Because let's just end, end the stream here. We're good. I think I, know who it's, I think I know who it's going to be because who do you it's think? So painful for you. Is it going to be Keenan? No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> no, uh, that should I'll be, be the one. That should be the one. I think he's the yeah. oldest in the top fifteen. Uh, yeah, he's, no. he's going to be thirty next year. Yeah, him and DeAndre Hopkins. But uh, no, right. mine. So this this is going to be a stretch. Obviously, I think we're all kind of stretching a little bit. But <laughs> we saw Kenny Galladay last year 
uh, I think, I don't know exactly where he was ranked, but I think he was right near like top 10, top 12. Like, I don't, I don't know the exact numbers, but he basically dropped. You had, he, he, you had him at wide receiver one. You loved him. No. <laughs> no. 101 overall. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> I, I thought about it. I was like, wait, did I know? <laughs> Uh, and, and he he dropped so far, right? A lot of that was injury, but contract year, he lands in a bad spot, questions at quarterback, other guys on, on the offense to to throw the ball to. And now we've seen just him drop all the way to – do I have to keep scrolling? Where Where is he? I don't even know where he's at, but he's <laughs> he's dropped a lot. This is why we don't Wide do receiver shows. 30. Wide receiver 30. 30. Oh, my God. Yeah. So so he's obviously seen this this big drop. and. Okay, I don't think it'll quite happen the same way, but we're talking about a guy in a contract year. Um, we're talking about a guy that could switch teams, maybe go to an offense with another alpha, uh, a, a little bit older. That, that's another thing I didn't mention. We're talking about 27, 28. So these younger guys are all going to start popping up above him. Ayuk, Higgins, can Claypool jump up there? All these guys and push him down, right? Allen Robinson. It's very I knew hot. you were going to say that when you started this. It's very <laughs> hot. Justin's gonna gonna kill me, but me and Marco both are, and Marco as well. <laughs> but if I have to pick a guy, there's enough just like question marks, especially with the contract. I think the contract's the big thing because yeah, you, you're. I'm not gonna predict injury. We we already said that you can pre- predict injury for anybody. But what's the next biggest thing? It's it's your landing spot and your situation around you. And while he is so dominant, he gets 160 targets. Doesn't matter who his quarterback is, right? If he lands in a spot with another alpha like guy and his targets maybe drop to the 120-ish, 150-ish, and now you see that he's 28 and all these younger guys are jumping up, he's a guy I can again, we're stretching. I can maybe work all these things in to make the case where he drops outside top 20, top 22-ish, and get him as close as I can outside top 25. How do I it, how do I leave the stream? How does that happen? Was, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, Robbie would just kick you out like he kicked out. Uh, why, why don't you guys just kick me out with the Rager with <laughs> with the cow? You know all this. You guys just kick me out. Yeah. Yeah, have a great time. What made this right, question right. so hard is the top twenty five part. If you had yeah, made it right. top twenty, I think you could make a lot more cases. But a lot of these guys, I mean, I understand Robinson again. If he, I think he's out of Chicago. Unfortunately, I, I it feels pace has botched that every which way. So again, it, it's a similar argument for Godwin, but he doesn't have age on his side. So I, I see where you're coming from. As much as I, as much as it like hurts me, like physically hurts me, I I completely agree with what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. So I'm, I'm going to go with uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Robbie's guy Keenan Allen mainly because he's injury prone. Shut I'm up. kidding. He's Shut not. I'm, he's not. Robbie. No, Robbie no. I need to tell it. the story. Some <laughs> fantasy analyst who is very well known, who I will not name, three, now four years ago after the ACL week one coming off of the kidney, uh, the lacerated kidney back-to-back seasons, oh, tweeted yeah. that Keenan Allen is injury prone. And this is when Keenan Allen's going like in the fourth or fifth round, right? He's not high at all. Says you shouldn't take him. And I'm like, this guy had an ACL and a lacerated kidney. They're not even related. Right. Not, you know what I mean? Like. Come on. Well, you know the correlation between ACL and kidney laceration. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's one to one. Lower yeah. part of the body-ish. Yeah. I mean, if you were an actor in the movie Saw, then you probably tore an ACL and had a lacerated kidney. It's exactly. <laughs> right. It's fine. Go ahead, anyway, Tom. I'm going to go with that injury-prone guy, Keenan Allen, mostly because the age – and when you look at the wide receivers, you know, that are right below him, Ayuk, 
Higgins, Judy, Claypool, Deontay, Devonta, Elijah Moore, Waddle, like all those young guys, they can take that step up and bump him down. I think you know it's still going to be good, but he's going to wind up getting like that that Julio Jones treatment where he's older, so he's going to wind up falling. I think his production will outweigh his uh, overall value in Dynasty moving forward. I think he's already a value in Dynasty. Like he is, he's going to have a great yeah. year, and yeah, I'm with you. He, he is – I just couldn't bring, I was like, Robbie, I couldn't bring myself to actually mention Keenan Allen on in this segment, but it makes a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. It was a terrible pick, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I just, I went right for the heart. That's all I did. That was, that was mean. That was mean, Tom. Shut through the heart. <laughs> all right. We got to finish this out. We got one more. We've been hitting a lot on running backs and wide receivers, but now pick, uh, one non-rookie quarterback, and I, and I said non-rookie because I feel like we could have just said, you know, rookies should rise with playing time and whatnot. So I wanted to make it right. a little bit more difficult going outside the top 10 that you think will jump into the top 10 um, conversation a year from now. Um, Tom, do you want to start this one off? Sure. Uh, my boy, Tua. So mm. he's QB 16. Yeah. If you paid attention to anything I've been saying, you know it was going to be Tua. Um, he's a guy that I love. Um, I'll give you the cliff notes for him. He's another year, another year removed from that hip surgery, second year in the system, new shiny toys he's got there um, to stretch the field. He's more of a, a normal off season. And I think he can be a league winner. I am just really confused how Jalen hurts is going in front of Tua. I don't understand it. I think Tua is going to see a spike um, that that offense, I think, is going to be really good, and they're going to throw the ball. So, um, especially with his deep threats, so you're going to see some big weeks from him. So, if you play uh, in any leagues with bonuses for long passes, I think Tua is going to be uh, gold. So, when you can get him as your QB two, and he's he's definitely got QB one upside. Um, I'm going there. I actually had a, a free bet on DraftKings, and I picked Tua to be the MVP at like plus 3,600 or something. It's way like down that. there. Yeah. I, I yeah. was looking at MVP odds. That's spicy. I like that. There. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're going, we're going Tua. So I'll just jump in really quick. Cause I had Tua as well. Um, and I don't have much to add to that. I, I think, you know, the one year extra removed from that hip surgery, I think it's a big deal because I think Tua can be a little bit more mobile than people are thinking as well. And so that's another, you know, I don't think he's going to be Lamar Jackson, but you know, I, I think he's going to, he's going to be a lot more mobile than people think. And yeah. the Dolphins really, I really like what the Dolphins front office and coaching staff is doing. I think they're surrounding Tua with a lot of pieces that fit him perfectly. Like what did he do in Alabama? He had Henry Ruggs, and Jalen Waddle, what did they do? They put Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle, and obviously Devonta Parker is still there. So um, I, I think that they're going to be right, right in the conversation to be a surprise team this season. And I agree. I mean, when you look at, two, I agree with what you're saying, Tom, with Tua and Hertz. I could argue that Tua's got a lot more pieces for not just fantasy but in the NFL that I'm excited about than what Jalen Hurts has. You know, sure oh, he's got Goddard. And he's got Miles Sanders, but I mean, it's not even an argument, right? Yeah, it's not Jalen Rager. 
Oh, don't even. No, Rager? No. <laughs> we all just like vomit on street. No, but uh, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> but I, I agree completely. I think two is going to take a big step. And if you've got him in dynasty leagues, which I do in a lot of leagues, you're going to be really happy with the value you got him for. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, I'm with you. I got nothing else. <laughs> I'm going to throw on one other thing with that is, is you were talking about how he can get better as a runner. And, and while we don't think he's going to be, you know, the run first that we see with some of these quarterbacks, but honestly, I think he has Dak rushing upside where maybe Dak yeah. only has yeah. 250, 300 yards, but he has five rushing touchdowns or six rushing touchdowns. Cause I, I kind of view them similar in that, that rushing vein. So and I just wanted to add really that on. Accurate as a passer. He really is. Yep. Oh yeah. Justin, who you got? Is he, if he can get that deep ball accuracy up a little bit, then it's to the moon. I'll be honest, like a non-rookie, this was extremely difficult because a lot of the young quarterbacks, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, I am very much out on. So I'm going to go way down the list here. I'm going Jameis Winston. And, oh! And is... I, here's the thing. I am a huge fan of Jameis and just what he provides to an offense, especially as far as fantasy goes. And, and, part do, and, of that, and to a defense, what he provides and, yeah. to the offense. <laughs> yeah, he makes everybody top 10. Doesn't matter <laughs> cornerbacks, wide receivers, he does it for everybody. But if he wins this job, and I think he should, if he if he does, that's another question. I think eventually he wins this job, though. He's going to be phenomenal for fantasy. And that's what people are going to see. And here's the thing: if the Saints don't commit to Jameis, he's on a one-year deal. I think he's signing somewhere after this year again to fight for a starting job. And let's say he ends up in, dare I say, I don't know, Carolina when Sam Darnold doesn't pan out. I would, with the weapons there, I think that would be gold and he would skyrocket up in ADP. I just think whether he's in a new situation or still with the Saints, he's going to ball out as far as fantasy goes. So again, it's, it's down there. It is a spicier pick. But oh, what I I would kill to see it. And honestly, his workout videos this offseason have just it's an extra bump as far as I'm concerned. The man just has the laziest workouts in there. They're they're incredible. <laughs> the running gauntlet. And, and Jameis James is out there, he's just eating them W's, like Christian said. Did you uh, see him dancing? He was dancing. He was dancing yesterday at practice or today at practice. Electric. I mean, the man is built to be a QB (laughs) one. I just, I don't see how it doesn't happen. (laughs) No, Walido. Walido's got my guy here. I I was thinking about going safe with with the two. I just feel like that's kind of locked in. Um, And obviously, Watson has a lot of risk uh, baked into his. You know, the off the field stuff will will. It's whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Um, but I don't know if this is, I don't think it's the end of, of his career in the NFL. Um, you can say whether that's right or wrong. We're just going to keep it with fantasy. And, mm-hmm. and I think if, if we look a year later, right. And, and he's maybe served a suspension or whatever he, he has to do. This was a top five guy that I'm we back. had. Sorry. He's back. <laughs> You're good. You're good. You're right we in time for you. my a little bit more controversial one. I don't know if you heard uh, Justin's. He took Jameis Winston all the way down at like quarterback 29. <laughs> I almost took Jameis. I did. I like okay. Jameis. I, I, that's all I'll say is I like him. I think he could come back in a good way. Yeah. And mine is, is Deshaun Watson because I think he's fallen to a point. Like I was just saying that I don't know what happens off the field and I don't want to comment on that. But let's say, you know, he's back next year. He serves a suspension this year, whatever, whatever might happen. 
this is a guy that was a top five quarterback, right? You know, three, four months ago or whenever before this all broke out. And so I think if he, you know, goes to the Eagles or something like that and you know he's playing again, he's only what, 25? So he's only like two years older than Tua that we're talking about. And he's already shown that he's a top five guy, right? Like there's still right. some projection. I love Tua, but there's still projection with that where we've seen it from Deshaun Watson. So I feel like if you're a rebuilding team where you don't need that that now or um, you can make that move and get Watson on your team, there's obviously risk baked in because we don't know how that all pans out, but um, it could lead into a top five quarterback again, um, not just top 10, maybe even top five, right? So yeah. that's my that's my guy. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, like it because, I mean, he could end up not just on Philly, but he, I mean, he could end up on another – he could end up on Denver. Mm-hmm. Whatever yep. quarterback goes to Denver. Oh, Jerry, Judy, and Deshaun Watson. Oh, Jesus. Yes, any quarterback that goes to Denver – Oh my gosh! If they're yeah. even a little bit talented, they're gonna skyrocket up draft boards. As oh said. man, if a quarterback goes to Denver, it's gonna be great. I just Jameis. love Jerry Judy. Corbin We're all on the same page. Tim Patrick. Oh my God, Javante Williams. <laughs> oh, slide out. We're all on the same out. page. Jameis to Denver. That's what we're all saying. That's what everybody's oh, getting at. Judy would be great. Oh. <laughs> He's not even listening. You can't control him. There's when he goes no. Collinsworth, there's nothing else that matters. <laughs> there's no thoughts. <laughs> no, man. I just, just Sean Watson. Scumbag. Good quarterback, though. <laughs> man. Love that- him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I like that. I, I think there's a lot of guys that, that we can can take advantage of w- with uh, them rising up the boards and making that move before they do, or on the flip side, kind of selling off, you know, the Derrick Henry or some of these other guys who, uh, before they drop off. So, guys, I, I enjoyed this. I don't know if, Tom, you have any parting words for our guests before we sign off? No, I had a horrible time. Um, <laughs> you're never invited back. No, I had, I had a good time. Uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, I, I'm glad we did the live show, Robbie. Yes. We had a good old time. We did. You we don't did. have to edit anything and we had a great time. So yeah. Best Thanks news. for coming on guys. People think we do live streams for just for them. It's so we don't have to edit on the back end. That's so smart. Yes. That's the key. Right. We can learn <laughs> yeah, so much. It's saving me like two hours of work for per episode. Right. So yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for having us on. This has been so fun. We'll, we'll have to do this again soon. And we'll have to have you guys over uh, on the 14 P show. Yeah, yeah, please do. Uh, so you can find Justin at Justin underscore 14P. Marco's at Marco underscore 14P. Tom, I don't know why we don't synchronize our stuff like they do. They are obviously just way better at this, this <laughs> than we are. Tom's at Dynasty Infidel. As far away as you can get from at NFL Robbie. Um, but maybe maybe we'll learn here. At, at link NFL up. Infidel? I <laughs> Nailed it. No, just, yeah, you mix them together. That's the way it should go. That's smart. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not married yet. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Uh, but yeah, guys, absolutely check out their stuff over at, at 14P. I've been doing it a lot more. I mean, they're just rolling with a lot of these 60-second kind of player profile-ish. Um, you guys are doing your five-minute uh, debates when you're taking two players and giving just the quick hitters. We love that here at TFA. We're trying to do the quick, hard-hitting uh, analysis. So we're, we're doing a lot of uh, similar stuff. So I've enjoyed kind of checking your guys' stuff out. You guys are on YouTube. You guys have the pod going. So make sure you guys check them out. Um, can you guys just plug that real quick where people can find you exactly? Yeah. So uh, right now as a pod, at least you can find us basically everywhere uh, where you search for podca- podcasts. Um, just make sure person 14 personnel is P E R S O N N E L N N E L. And then personal. 
Yeah, 14 personnel. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you can find us on YouTube at 14 personnel, uh, on Twitter at 14p underscore pod, uh, and on Instagram at 14 personnel as well. So we're kind of all over the place, uh, but feel free to check us out. And uh, we're happy to, to answer DMs and questions and everything in between. So so come find us and then we'll, we're happy to jump in and help out. Fantastic. Love it, guys. We will have to jump on your guys' pod next. I can't wait for it. That's all I got. Do I just end it now? I don't know how to end these live shows. Just, just, just don't say peace. Let's don't see. say peace. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> intro <laughs> out. All right. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.